Today, we are talking about a dessert that you might see at a community gathering, especially in the mountains of Appalachia. It's pretty tall, not too sweet, and as the story goes, even a community effort. Meet you at the table to talk stack cakes. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. All right, if your stomach is growling, you may want to pause and have a snack before this one. Cause <laughs> That's this, so true. This is a yummy episode that I even, when I did my research, had to snack while I... Is that right? Yes, while I did my notes. But How we are funny. talking stack cake, and they are just like they sound, a cake that has several layers. That's right, right. yeah. So you may even call this company cake or celebration cake. These are special. These take a lot of work. For sure, this is a labor of love. And yeah, but pretty much any cake that has frosting can be made as a stack cake, technically. Oh, well, I can see that. I think more of like a, what I think of as like a European tort. tort. Ooh, Do you know what yes. I mean? That's thin layers. Yes. Um, yes. But this is a little more rugged looking to me. It is. Like no and, frosting. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in the South... You are typically, this time of year especially, going to hear about the apple stack cake, which is what we're going to focus on today. Um, but I, at the end of our episode, I do want to mention some other cakes that are frosted, that are technically stack cakes. Okay. That would definitely get you on the cover of Southern Living. Oh, for sure. I'm just thinking. And would win you a blue ribbon at your <laughs> county fair. So I'll just mention those Towards the end. Okay. Or um, if you don't like apples for some reason, it yeah. would give you some other options to try. Yeah. But well, let's talk about the ever popular apple stack cake. Well, you know what I think I loved about this topic? First of all, it's in pretty much any cookbook that's talking about the South. Sure. You see it so often in cookbooks about yeah anything to do with the South. Yeah. But what I love about it, and I know this is just my heartbeat, but... <laughs> They were community gatherings where you usually would see these. Yeah. So barn dances, church suppers. Yes. Um, We'll have to talk about we had one at a funeral in East yes. Tennessee. Yes. Um, not too long ago. Um, but always the story goes they were in wedding at weddings. Yes. In the mountainous regions of Appalachia. Yeah. So... And- that was that was what you brought as a wedding guest was a, a layer, layer. I love this of the cake. So basically, the taller the cake, either, the more popular the bride. Yeah, right. The bigger the wedding, the more popular the bride. However, you want to look at it. So a, funny. A tall stat, apple stack cake means this is quite the party. Yeah, and I love that too. Now there is some question: Is that really true that people did that? Because when we're talking about putting this cake together, one of the important things about it is it has to sit for a day or two. Yeah. That's hugely important. Like a couple of days is what they recommend. Yeah. Just sitting, already done. That's right. Wrapped up in the refrigerator. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. But I do think um, if people did this for a community event, they must have had to have brought it early. 
You see what I'm saying? Because you wouldn't just that's put true. it together and cut it. It's not going to taste good. That's true. So that's why there's some, like, is that just a folklore story yeah. or is that true? That'd be, but, you be, know, yeah. it's mostly people that are just coming from the community. So they could bring it. They could bring it by the fellowship hall at the on church. On Thursday for the Saturday wedding. That's true. I think that could be a, very feasible. That's funny to think about. Because well, if this, they cut it right away, it would not have tasted good. No. So. No. Well, this this screams fall, does it not? It so does. The coloring, the taste, the seasonal apples that you would use. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In so. fact, I think that's why it was popular in Appalachia, because apples are very plentiful there. Um, you know, we've said this before. Southerners are very resourceful. Yes. They use what they have. And... Mountain cooks, they make delicious things out of modest ingredients. That's, That's right. what they had to do. They use what's in their hands and in their cupboards. And make it delicious. Yes. So I think that's why it became popular. Well, let's talk about the actual making of it. Okay. Now that we know a little history. So if you've never had one of these, I want you to picture this more like layered pancakes. Exactly. This is not like a layered cake. Yes. That's three tiers, four tiers that you've usually seen that's a couple inches each layer, right? Yeah. yeah. This is like pancake size. Yes. Um, usually you're going to see them like five to ten layers, mm-hmm. typically. Yep. yep. And I thought this was so funny. One of the things I read said that it's um, a lot of people think it should be an odd number. Oh, okay. I For don't like know luck the reasons, why of that. Or, yes, okay. it has to do with that. And I know there is a lot of that kind of um, thing in Appalachian culture where yes. they have these little <laughs> quirky things that they think yeah. are, yeah. you know, blessings or curses or yes. whatever. Anyway, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe it just looks cooler as an odd number, kind of yeah. like candlesticks. That's you don't right. ever want to have an even number. You want to have an odd number. So I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so um, in between the layers, what you're going to see, well, first, I don't know. I, yeah, I'll just say this. In between the layers, people use a variety of things okay. for their yep. mixture that goes in between each layer, except not on the top. Right. You would not put this mixture on the very top right. layer. Exactly. So, um, cause this is literally just filling layers. It's not your frost. It's not a frosting that goes all around it. Right. Yeah. So most people use dried apples mm-hmm. and make a mixture out of dried apples. I think the reason for that is because dried apples have like a really concentrated apple flavor. True. And so it can hold up to the cooking Mm -hmm. and everything instead of it losing its oomph. It's already got its oomph in there. (laughs) That's a good point. Um, And with a considerable moisture being, you know, removed as it's cooking, this just holds up better. Yeah, because as we've mentioned before, baking is chemistry. It totally is. And the weather outside impacts everything. So I just think that kind of adds the thickness and mm-hmm. yummy yeah. flavor. But sometimes you'll see people, instead of using dried apples, they'll use um, apple butter. Okay. For the mic- yeah. for the in-between. Yeah. Or um, 
sometimes people will just use cooked apples. Yeah. The thing is, is it's got to be really fine because yes. you don't want like chunks in right. the in between. Yeah, that would um, never do. It just makes the space too big. You right. need like just the pancake. It's going to puncture the 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 cake part. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So if you decide you want to make one of these and you're wanting dried apples. One of the best places to go for that, if you don't make them yourself, I mm-hmm. guess some there's some people that dry their apples themselves, you, you which go. is amazing. You go. <laughs> or if you have a dehydrator <laughs> or something, right. I don't have that contraption. Um, you can usually find them at um, apple orchards. If you have a local yeah. apple orchard or even online, you can get yeah. dried apples. Sure. So anyway. Um, you'd have to have the recipe to make the exact mixture, yeah. but it's usually sweetened with, um, sorghum. Yeah. And, um, it's, this cake is not like super sweet. Right. It's sweet, but it's not like, like when I think of some cakes. Yeah. It's not that sweet. It's almost like a muffin. Like... Is it very fall uh, in terms That's of right. in terms of like the sweetness, you know? Because like or a lot even, of people yeah. are like, you could basically have a slice of cake with your coffee with For as many sure. calories as a muffin is. That's <laughs> so true. Typically, you know, That's just so a regular. True. So it kind of has that vibe. Or of, even like gingerbread. I think even like how yeah. you think of the taste of gingerbread, yes. how it's sweet, but it's really more spicy. Yeah, or it's pumpkin not, bread. Yeah, yeah. It's more yeah. of like a spice flavor yeah that's what i think this tastes like to me yes um when you're making the dough it's not like when i think of a cake i think of batter right i can pour this yeah it's not like that at all yeah think more like cookie batter yes that you're forming with your hands yes right that's more what the batter feels like as you're making it um which is so unique because we've described it now as pancake looking but pancake mixture can be is very I really meant too. more like the thickness and yeah. the shape like yeah. the thickness and size of it is yeah. like a big plate size pancake exactly not yeah. really the the batter yeah and um another thing that I think is really interesting is most of the time these are from what I was reading you know you're gonna it's best to take like a cake pan. Yeah. Get your parchment paper and draw a circle with your pan to cut that for size out. Yeah. However many you're going to do. Yes. If you're doing a seven layer, cut seven of those. Yes. When you've got your dough that's kind of like a cookie batter, you can just form it out to that size yes. circle. Kind yeah. of cut yeah. it. You know, like so they're uniform. Handmade cookie cutter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Extra large size. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. And it's also, I didn't say this, but it's really good to chill the batter mm. so that it gets more firm yeah. for a little bit before you start spreading it onto the parchment. That's good. Yeah. That's the case with a lot of dough in other recipes, too. Oh, for sure. Too. Scones, biscuits. Yes. yes. I, in fact, I think this is kind of like that. It's more like that kind of a consistency than yeah. it is what I think of typically for a cake. cake. Yeah. It's counterintuitive, but baking in the cake pan... Um, can often lead to more broken cakes. It's mm. actually better to bake it just on the parchment paper. Yeah, yeah. Which seems risky, doesn't it? But like a cookie, though, you're it's 
That's right. It doesn't have a formation around each cookie. Right. And these are, you know, fairly uniform looking, but they, it's kind of neat to me when it's not oh, exactly yeah. perfect. There's the, little lumps on the edges. The imperfections. It just, it's absolutely make it. makes it so cool. For sure. Um, now, so you make, you make your layers mm-hmm. with the dough. Then you make your filling, however you want to do that. There's recipes out there everywhere. Pick the one you think that you would like the best but again, with what you have. Fall flavors. Ground ginger, ground yes. cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg. I mean, it's like all things fall. The fall all stars. Yes. It really is. Um, you want to make sure that your filling cools down really yeah. well before you put this together as well. Yeah. So give it's, this that's why we say it's a labor of love. It you is. do a few steps go on about your day do a few more steps yeah. go on about yeah. your day you know it's, yeah it takes some time um okay but once you assemble this thing you've put your layer your feeling layer mm-hmm. filling all of that let's say it like i said it's a seven layer thing you've put together here yeah. if you're okay with odd numbers yes <laughs> now the next thing you want to do is wrap this guy up really well yes i think it's good to just do like you know, saran wrap or sure. something like that. But you want it wrapped fairly tightly. Yeah. Because the whole goal of this process is for all of that juice to soak in. Yes. Because your little thin layers are pretty hard Yeah. when they come out of the oven. Yeah. But when you've wrapped this real tight, and the best thing to do is literally stick it in the fridge for 48 hours. Yeah. Yep. It's going to soak up mm-hmm. all of that wonderful juicy goodness and um it'll be moist enough not to you know it's not going to fall apart right whereas if you just put this together and tried to cut oh, you're gonna gosh. have the messiest thing i mean would you even like compare it to like a shortbread kind of layer like a you know what i mean like before it before soaks it's up soaked, yeah yeah you know if you maybe imagine even like crisper. a shortbread cookie yeah kind of yeah yeah it, yeah, it definitely needs some softening. Yes, it needs to do. And so, you know, soaking up all that flavor. Then once you've taken it out of the um, refrigerator after 48 hours yeah. and unwrapped it, typically what you see done is confectioner sugar over the mm. top, which is just so pretty. Such a fun and touch. It yes. really is. I've even seen pictures where um, this I've never done, but um, people will put a doily on top of it. Oh my and goodness. And then do their confectioner sugar and take the so doily off. Design. And it's got like a sweet little design oh, on it. Oh, you're showing me a picture that looks so pretty. Isn't that sweet? It just wow. looks so feminine and wow. lovely. But I'm sure you can do all kinds of creative things with a pattern. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wow. So it just, again, if you were to see this for sale at a bake sale um, or at a, you know, just your local baker. And it's got a high price tag. That's why. That's it took why. a lot of time. <laughs> Listen to all these steps. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, the last time we had one, we were together. The last time I had one, yeah. we were together. Yeah. At a funeral. Yep. In Sneedville, Tennessee. Yep. And um, it was so sweet because the lady was known, that brought it was known for her stack cakes. Yep. And I actually chatted with her yep. and um, talked to her about her recipe and how she makes it. Yeah. And I thought it was so cute because as she was telling me, she was like, now it has to be white lily flower. I love it. 
I remember her saying that too. Yep. So different people have their favorite flower, sure. you yeah. know, but yeah. For white her. lily is a good one. Yep. And that was like one of her important steps yeah. that she was telling me. Yeah. And word was out. Like she. She actually sells these. Sells out too. and even pre-orders like books up. Yes. Like she is booked. And to me, this is so much intensive work to make one. I just think like, oh my gosh, that's like a full-time job if you're making several. But doesn't it make sense to make more than one to at a time? To go ahead and make several. Yes. Yes, but you know, your oven, you, you got to have a lot of room so many layers to work. At a time. <laughs> yeah. But if you're going high and yeah, you might as well go wide. So with this particular cake, even if your recipe is for an apple stack cake. Right. You could do you could go in a different direction if you either don't like apples mm-hmm. or you just you know, or trying to stick with some theme or something, yeah, yeah. you know, um, this, there's no reason this couldn't be apricot or cranberry or yes. pear or fig. Ooh. I think fig would be so, yes. I'm a lover of fig, but yes. you know, you could use one of the butters mm-hmm. of that kind yeah. of type thing, um, or just dried fruit like those things, right, dried right cranberries dried yeah pears you know just yeah. as you're making your mixture as right. it says to make it for apple just use something different Swap out a different fruit that's a cool idea make it make it your own what you think would be best well yum 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 i know if you see one and haven't tried one get your hands on one the, so that is the i would say pinnacle stack cake of the south Yes, as a as just a stack cake. And yeah. again, it's not the sweetest. So if you're, you know, making this or trying to think of what to do with this, it is more to me kind of think like gingerbread, spice. Yeah. Flavor goes great with your coffee or hot tea. So good with coffee. <laughs> See, that's where I get in trouble is it's in It that. feels like just a breakfast thing. Sure. <laughs> it's just sort of that in between. Like a muffin, not like quite we a were muff- saying. Yeah, yeah. High ca- high caloric yeah. breakfast. Not the, gra- not the best way to start your day, but very tempting. So that is, as we said, unfrosted. Yeah. It looks very different than any other cake yeah. that's out there. It's just kind of set apart. But there are technically other stack cakes that people have seen that are frosted, that are southern, that I just wanted and to mention. And are layers yes. like that. That, yeah, and that would maybe even be called more of a layer cake. Yeah. But it may be in a stack cake section of your cookbook. If you, That's true. If it's a dessert cookbook. It's, That's true. There are some that are found in the stack cake section. And some southern ones would be a car- caramel or caramel cake. Oh, man. I just had the best one I've ever had in my life. Are you serious? This week. Was it homemade? Um, so it was, I guess you could say it is. It's, it was made by a lady who is a baker. I mean, okay. it's not from a particular okay bakery, like, but she is a, but baker, she's a baker and sells trade. them. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I guess is that homemade? <laughs> um, anyway, it, I was at a ninetieth birthday party, which was so oh, precious, wow. and um, so they had a big caramel cake, yeah, and then pedophores made by somebody else on the oh, side. fun. So I do have our new pedophore person because you know ours retired that yes. we like. Oh good. You've got another one. I've got one. a new one. Sweet. And hers are just as good. They're fabulous. Well, if you know um if you already knew that caramel is just sugar 
that's been heated up <laughs> and, and browned, then yeah. you can probably guess what's the most prominent ingredient in a caramel cake. It's yeah. very filled with sugar, and the caramel frosting is very filled with sugar. Um, but it is so wonderful, and the coloring lends well to fall as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, um, you can even and it's usually you do usually see it like three to five layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. One pro tip, if you are making any of these um, layered cakes that I'm talking about in this section, is to grease your pan with shortening, unless your recipe calls for something different. But most layered cake bakers will tell you shortening is the best. And I'll tell you another pro tip. If you're doing anything layered like this that has frosting, you need to put your layers in the refrigerator to get them really cold like everything has to be cooled down and you want everything cold good point because when you put frosting on something that's kind of warm yeah it's gonna melt yeah yeah so you need everything really cold when you put it together. yes yes good good point good pro tip uh fig cake you mentioned figs earlier now fig cake is probably no more than two layers but if you're thinking figs could be hard to work with to get into a cake batter, well, you use fig preserves, uh-huh. you know, and then you can you can that. garnish with, you know, full whole figs. If That's like also to. one of my favorite things on a charcuterie board. Yeah. Oh, so this so one good. would have um, pecans in it as well. But this is this is a very fall cake with, again, those spices of cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, vanilla. Mm. Yum. Yum. Black forest stack cake. That's oh, going to be one. People love that. That's not my. I know. Mm-mm. If you're a chocolate lover, this works. But this also very much has prominent flavoring of cream cheese and cherry pie filling. So mm-hmm. it's that dark chocolate, white, and red. Yeah. Um, layers. But <laughs> it even looks a little bloody when it's sliced <laughs> into. Um, just because that cherry pie filling can't help but run. Yeah. Yeah. It's Even if it's cooled down and has had time to sit so if you like those three flavors then you would be in heaven with the black forest cake and then a very very popular cake in terms of the southern living crowd is the hummingbird cake so supposedly that's their most requested recipe of all time yes the hummingbird cake yeah and that came from um a reader in 1978 that just submitted the recipe. And like you said, it's it still receives requests today. I have heard that in, if you looked back at county fairs or baking competitions that preceded 1978, that this cake was around. Okay. Um, but we don't really have a lot of known history to it. It probably originated even in the Caribbean Really? Because of the pineapple pineapple and coconut? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, I can see how it would have been used. You know, you think of those kinds of ingredients as like only the wealthy had them. True. Do you know what I mean? True. In the early days, I mean. Yes. So that could have been a way to show off. Like, I made a hummingbird cake. Because, you know, kind of as a way somebody's saying, hey, I had pineapple and coconut yes in my pantry yeah and those and that would be a big deal those are extravagant yeah ingredients for sure but yeah we're talking banana pineapple cinnamon walnuts a lot of people shy away from nuts in cakes but you have to have walnuts in in this hummingbird cake for it to be a hummingbird cake yeah these get me in trouble 
because I could It does have coconut though, right? Am I right um, on that or am I wrong on that? I don't remember. I've never made a hummingbird cake, so I don't know. I, f- it, I mean, it's white, yeah. so I feel like coconut could easily coconut be. Coconut is one of those things. I love the flavor, but not the texture. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I thought I didn't like hummingbird cake was yeah. because of that. Maybe you don't have to have that, though. But you tasted mine when I had some out recently. Yeah. You liked it. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I mean, this is, again, one of those cup of coffee and a slice <laughs> of hummingbird cake. I could start my day with that. Very easily. Yeah, those, again, I think are usually around three layers, right? Not like right. seven or... Right. Yeah. Yeah, most of these are three. I, I mentioned the fig cake is probably more like two, but three is a, about the the extent of a layered cake. Well, that's a big popular thing in the South. Yeah. Hummingbird cake. Yeah. And again, I mean, s- these are lend so well to celebrations. Yeah, know? and I even think... Anything that's layered, it just looks so pretty to take somewhere. Put yeah. it in your on your little in your little cake carrier or on a little yes. cake paint uh, cake stand. Yes, it just looks so pretty. Well, and like I think of the peppermint cake that you made. Oh, that yeah. was a Southern Living cover cake. Yeah, just that beautiful was Christmas time. I think and... that one was just three layers. Yeah, but it just looks difficult and uh-huh. yeah. But yeah. extravagant. So I it's might such have a good to make that at Christmas for us to put um, some pictures out because it's so cool. Well, the cool part of that w- as well was the platter. Oh, you- yeah. It, it's so easy, but you make a little peppermint plate. Yeah. Like just out of peppermint. You melt, that melt down the together pe- and it looks so cute sitting on it. It's like this thin, yeah, peppermint plate <laughs> that it sits on. That was over the top to me. Well, I might have to do that at Christmas. So, well, I'm ready to make one of these stack cakes. I think I want to try to make a fig, like Ooh, with yeah. the apple stack cake recipe. Yes. But, but maybe in a fig figs. version. That sounds good. And like I said, a lot of cookbooks have this in in there. But um, I got a new cookbook uh-huh. called United Taste of the South instead of United States. Oh, okay. United Taste of the South. Authentic dishes from Appalachia to the bayou and beyond. Ooh. Jessica Dupuy. Okay. Anyway, she has a stack cake recipe in here. Um, I probably wouldn't use that particular one because I think that one called for, um, if I remember correctly, I think hers was apple butter. I don't like apple butter. You don't? I don't like apple butter. I love it, but then I only use it, you know, maybe three or four servings. In okay. a season. And okay. so I'm like, well, that was a waste of a whole jar. Well, you should make one so. with your apple butter because it takes quite a bit. Yeah. You know, so that would use up what you've that got. Would, yeah. Um, but I like some, I like an apple stack cake that's made with dried or even um, cooked apples more yeah. Yeah. that are just diced up small. Yeah. That tastes better to me. That makes sense. Love it. Well, I hope we've inspired my, you. My tummy's rumbling. To get to bacon. Yes. And if you are enjoying these conversations, we would invite you to leave us a review on the podcast platform that you listen to, Apple, Spotify, or another one. And all it takes is for you to select the rating, like the number of stars. And a one sentence review helps so many people find us and know a little bit more about what they can expect when they hit play. So if you haven't done so already, leave us that review and we so appreciate it. All right, Lainey, 
Have a good week. Peace be with you. And also with y'all.